Good morning, everybody. Let's pray as we delve into the Word of God this morning. Well, I pray that as we study this verse for the year, that you may enlighten us as to how we can use this verse throughout this coming year to your glory. How you're going to use this year for us as a church family and each and every one of us here. Impact us today, Lord, by your love and by your challenge. Amen. So the PCC, each year, pray and wait on God to see a verse that God may be giving to us for the coming year. And so back in December, it was decided that this verse, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, will shape and mould us as we go forward into 2019. And because of the verse that it was, and because it splits up quite nicely, we actually decided to do three weeks on the verse for the year. Because we want to delve deep into what God may be saying to us through this verse. So there's the cards that I'm sure many of us have got. If you haven't, there are some left. Put this somewhere prominent in your house, on your fridge, kitchen cupboard, wherever, so that you can be reading it and praying through it throughout this year. Because if we believe that God has given us this verse for this whole year, we believe that he is going to use it for a purpose, for the vision that was given to us last year, merging those two together and seeing what actually may come of it this year. And so, as Rob said, he preached last week on Be On Your Guard. Catch that on the podcast if you, if you missed it. This week, I'm preaching on Stand Firm in the Faith, and then Steve will finish with the rest next week. And as I was praying about what the Lord may want me to say this morning, I had an image of a lighthouse. A lighthouse that I'd visited uh, when I was sort of my early teens. And I said, okay, Lord, that's great. That's really helpful. What exactly do you want me to say regarding the lighthouse? So I spent some time praying about it. And I I felt the Lord give me three things in which we're going to look at this morning. Two functional things about a lighthouse and then the purpose of a lighthouse. So the two functional things, the first functional thing about a lighthouse is that a lighthouse is built on a solid foundation. It's built on the rocks that it is warning the sailors out at sea not to come near to. It has to be rooted and grounded on those rocks. Otherwise, what could happen? The lighthouse could fall down and therefore not protect the sailors out at sea. So it is built on the solid foundation of the rock that it is protecting from the sailors. I thought, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Stand firm in the faith. We need to be rooted and grounded in Jesus. That makes a lot of sense. And then I felt the Lord say, notice how tall lighthouses are. How they physically stand tall so that when the wind and the waves crash against the lighthouse, the actual light part of the lighthouse can still shine its light out to the sea. And so that it can still be seen by the sailors. 
even in really heavy storms. And so I thought, okay, that means that we ourselves, we need to stand tall in our faith. When those things come, when the world comes and hits us, when the devil comes to take us down, we need to stand tall in our faith. All for the sole purpose of the lighthouse. And the sole purpose of a lighthouse is to shine its light out to the sea. So we ourselves, we need to be rooted and grounded in Christ so that we can stand tall in him, so that we can project the light of Christ out into our neighbourhoods, into our communities, into our workplaces, etc. So that's what we're going to look at today. And I pray that as you read the verse for the year, in your kitchens, wherever you're going to put it in your house, that when you look at that middle section, stand firm in the faith, that you remember this image of a lighthouse and that you remember that it's grounded on rocks, that it is tall and therefore we are to stand tall so that we can project the light of Christ out. That's where we're going. Is that all right? Great. The reading this morning was Colossians 2. I'm just going to read the first few bits as we delve into being rooted and grounded in Jesus. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. What is the first thing that we need to do in order to be rooted and grounded in Jesus? It is to receive Christ as Lord. Why on earth would we ever build our lives, ground our lives on something that we did not believe in, that we did not know is true, that we didn't have a personal connection with? It would be pointless, wouldn't it? It wouldn't have any meaning. It wouldn't have any deep root to its foundation. So in order for us to ground our lives on the one who is raised in glory, the one who has come to save us, we must first receive him as Lord. Now, I know many of us here have done that. We know what that looks like. We know what that feels like. We know the experience of having a living relationship with Jesus Christ. If, however, today you don't know what that is, you don't know what that means, you don't know what that looks like, come and find one of us that's been on stage this morning, and we would love to explain that to you. Come to the Alpha course, as Rob was saying before. It started last week, but that was an introductory session. We would love it if you came to the first proper session this coming Wednesday at half past seven. Equally, if you know people who you know are searching and and wanting purpose in their life, bring them as well on the Alpha course on Wednesday. But in order for us to be stand, for us to stand firm in the faith, we must receive Christ so that we can root our lives on him. The second thing that we need to do once we have received Christ is to grow in him. I'm going to use a plant analogy for this. You may have heard this sort of similar before, but I think it's really effective in gauging what I'm trying to say. A plant starts off as a seed. And a seed can only grow if it is planted in soil, which is full of minerals and nutrients. 
The seed for us as Christians is the seed of the Holy Spirit living inside of us as we receive Christ as Lord. And for us, that soil being fed by those nutrients and minerals is all of us here. The community that Rob was speaking about before. When we gather together, we are encouraged by one another. We can celebrate what the Lord is doing in our lives together. We can get alongside someone who we think, I would like to walk in the way of Jesus like they are walking in the way of Jesus. I want to meet with them. I want to talk to them. I want to see how they live. I want to be challenged by them. I want to maybe be held accountable to them in my walk in faith. But not only does a seed need soil, it needs water, doesn't it? It needs water to come from the sky, through the ground, and connect with the soil and the seed itself. And what is that water for us? That water is our spiritual disciplines. What I mean by that is our prayer. Our study of the Bible of what Jesus taught us, of what he said, of how to live our lives, how to ground ourselves in him. It is spending time in quiet, receiving from the Lord, dwelling in the Lord's presence. It is fasting, and there are other spiritual disciplines as well. It is rooting and grounding ourselves in him. And only then, the seed, when it's got the soil around it, when it's got the water coming down, feeding it, only then will the seed grow into a plant. It grows its roots down first, and then its shoot comes up, pops out through the surface, and it grows into a beautiful flower. Only by it being fed by this community, only by it being fed by the water, our spiritual disciplines, can those roots grow and grow and get deeper and stronger and wider so that we are truly grounding ourselves in Jesus? We need to embed our lives in Christ. This reminded me of a parable that Jesus tells as he is scattering seeds A farmer is scattering seed, and there's various examples of where the seed falls. This is Matthew 13. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. But since they had no root, they lasted only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fell away. Look inside yourself now and truly assess, do you think your roots are deep and grounded in Jesus? Because if our roots are not deep and being fed, we, when those persecutions and troubles come, when we, as we look in a moment at standing tall, when those things come against us, Like Jesus said in that parable, we will fall, we will wither, we will listen to what the world is saying to us. However, if we have deep roots in fertile soil, being constantly fed by the word and by prayer, 
then we will have a firm and solid foundation. William Temple, who was the Archbishop of Canterbury during the Second World War, said this, The loyalty of Christian youth must be first and foremost to Christ himself. Nothing can take the place of family time, of intimate companionship with the Lord. Make time for it somehow and secure that it is real. Truly ask yourself, are you doing that? I have been asking myself, am I doing that? How deep are my roots in Jesus? Am I grounding my life on Jesus as the cornerstone? Because, as another parable that Jesus tells, comparing the wise and the foolish builder, what happens in that? The wise builder builds his house on the rocks, and the foolish builder builds his house on the When the tides come in, the foolish builder's house gets washed away. The wise builder who built his house on the rock, who built his life on Jesus Christ himself, he was able to stand. His house remained. All of this is as a consequence so that we can stand tall. We can stand tall in him. This is Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 14. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done this, to stand. Stand firm. And it lists the armour of God that we can put on. When we are stood tall, we can stand against those voices in our culture which speak against Christianity. Those voices that say, why on earth do you believe in someone who lived 2,000 years ago? Why on earth do you hinge your life on someone who is irrelevant? We read the headlines, don't we? The Church of England is dying. Why on earth would we hinge our lives on something like that? But hang on, we know the truth. We know that's not the case. We know that Jesus is love, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is grace, and he is so merciful to us that when those voices in our culture speak against us, we can stand firm. We can say, Jesus is relevant today. I know that to be true because of the living relationship that I have with my saviour, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We can stand firm against the culture that says materialism is the way forward. We can stand firm against the people who bully and persecute us for our faith. Because like the waves and the storms that crash against the lighthouse, unless we have a solid foundation in him, unless we stand tall above those voices speaking to us in our culture, we will not fulfill our purpose. We will not fulfill our purpose. This is 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9. Be alert and sober of mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Looking for someone to devour. Resist him, 
Stand firm in the faith. Again, look inside yourself. And when those voices speak to us in our culture, when your work colleagues question your faith, when your family members ridicule you for having a relationship with Jesus, that is the devil trying to prowl around you like a roaring lion, trying to take us down. But what are we called to do? Stand firm in the faith. Stand tall. Stand proud because of our living relationship with Jesus. I know that that can be really tough. I know that when it's actually something going on with us, when we ourselves are suffering, when we feel distant from God, when we're praying so deeply for something and it is not happening, that it is really hard to stand tall, to stand proud. However, if we have deep roots, if we have a solid foundation in the one who has saved us, in those dark times, in those challenging times, we can stand tall. And all of this is for the sole purpose that we proclaim the gospel. The sole purpose of the lighthouse is to withstand all those storms, to have that firm foundation, so that it can shine its light out. And we are called to have our head held high and shine the light of Jesus out into the places where we work, where we minister, where we live, our family members, our friends. That is our calling. That is our purpose. The Great Commission says that we are to proclaim the gospel out wherever we are. A few of us went to a conference yesterday, and the conference has a series, it displays this country as a series of dots, grey and red dots. The grey dots, on the next side, thank you, the grey dots are the percentage of people who do not go to church and do not have an active Christian faith. The red dots are the people who go to church and have an active faith. When we gather like we do today, we gather sort of all together, which is great for encouragement. It is great for being uplifted in the faith. But this conference talks about, if you have the next one, about being scattered out. Each and every one of us, if you imagine yourself as one of those dots, being scattered out into our communities being scattered out into our places of work, being scattered out amongst our families. Now that might look a bit scary. When we're all together, we have the companionship of one another. When we are scattered, when we go from this church building and we go into our Monday to, Friday, uh, Monday to Saturday week, we are scattered across this town, aren't we? We are scattered in the places where we are ministering. If we go to the next one. The blue dots represent the people that we influence because of the people that we are connected to, we are touching physically. So the gathered side, which is on this left-hand side, look at the influence of people that we can have when we gather. Please don't hear that gathering is not a good thing to do. It really is. However, look at the spheres of influence that you can have 
when you are scattered from this place in your week. Look at the proportion of grey dots on either side. Put yourself as one of those red dots and think about the eight people or so, as this diagram represents, that you could be ministering to. Imagine yourself as one of those red dots, as a lighthouse in this community. Who is Christ calling you to be a lighthouse to? As you go from this place, when we are scattered across this town, who is it that you see Monday to Saturday? Who is it that you are ministering to? Who is it that you can witness to? That you can shine your light out to? Who is it that us as Christ Church, as a gathered community, are being a lighthouse to? We are called to stand firm in the faith. That lighthouse says that we are called to be rooted and grounded in him. To stand tall above the attacks of the enemy. So that, what's our purpose? To shine our light out. If I can invite the band up, that would be great. I wonder if any of those three things today has particularly impacted you. When I ask the question, are you deeply rooted in Christ? Is that something that you think, you know what, I need to find out more about that. I need to find out more about what it looks like to be rooted and grounded in Jesus. Are you at the moment really trying to stand tall, trying to raise your head above the attacks that are coming to you? Are you really struggling at the moment with something in particular that's making you slightly weak at the knees, that's making you stand less tall and less proud in the love of Jesus? Or have you been inspired today to think, that is where I have been called to be a lighthouse? That is where I've been called to shine my light out to you. We would love to pray with you and commission you out into that place. But if any of those things ring a bell, we would love to pray with you. So why don't we stand? I'm going to pray. If the prayer ministry team go to the side of the church, that'd be great. Lord, I thank you that you have called each and every one of us here to be a lighthouse. Thank you that you have called each and every one of us to root ourselves deep in your love. Thank you that you have called us to stand tall in your truth. And thank you that you have called us to be your witnesses as we scatter from this place throughout this town of South. Lord, fill us afresh today in your name. Amen.